greetings and welcome to The Thirsty Mage, the podcast that may have missed on most of its Summer Games Fest predictions, but was smart enough to put those behind a paywall. I'm your host, Jordan Rudek, and today we're recapping our favorite announcements and updates from the week and the week after, uh, the week that was not E3. Joining me is an individual who still hasn't picked their jaw up off the floor after a certain sequel received a gorgeous new trailer. It's David Lloyd. Yes, looking forward to talking about the, that game probably later on in this episode. But it's funny that you mentioned our Summer Games Fest predictions podcast because I went back and I was I was actually shocked at how accurate I was. Like I'm almost I'm almost sad it is behind a paywall now because because I was just nailing. I was looking at the script and I couldn't believe uh, some of the some of the things I got right. Like I, the... I should have been speaking for myself. I think I probably missed out <laughs> on everything, and you you absolutely nailed it. So yeah, <laughs> but bonus for for patrons that uh, able to hear uh, your your very accurate, prescient, uh, yeah. even predictions. I think the only thing I missed was uh, the voice of cards. I was I was mm. convinced there'd be a voice of cards game, but there there was not. They're just going to shadow drop that in September, October. Don't worry, it's coming. Yeah. Uh, this thing like that the voice of cards is also something that could very easily come out of like Tokyo Game Show. Like it's easy to forget, like with all these announcements coming in June, like there are a lot of like RPG and Japan developed games that come out around Tokyo Game Show. Uh, I think it's September ish. So um, or even August. So, yeah, there are other there are other shows where we're going to see more of these games. So I bet some of those uh, predictions we made will uh potentially come to fruition later in the year but yeah for june i think we were still pretty spoiled here i think you you it feels like a something for everyone type of june not e3 season for us you know there's lots of rpgs lots of platformers shooters online games you know you got a little bit of everything here so i think it was a pretty good one yeah and we're recording hours after the nintendo direct so i think i think we've gotten everything all the announcements now i think it's uh going to be just kind of clear sailing until like you said probably the Tokyo game show uh, or the later September uh, you know info dumps I yeah, think exactly yeah. exactly yeah so uh we were going to go through uh five memorable announcements uh, or updates to games things we might have known about that maybe got uh, an update or a uh, maybe a, a, div- uh, a specific release date uh, there's no particular order to these, uh, although uh, I, I've put some of the Nintendo Direct ones uh, near the end because uh, we, we we'd made these notes a little bit earlier than uh, today's uh, Direct presentation. Uh, but yeah, no no order to these. These are just things that stood out in our mind, things we're looking forward to. Uh, we'll chat about these. And then uh, so we've each got uh, four or five. We'll get through those and then uh, just maybe I'll re- recap or some honorable mentions we can do at the end if we have time. But uh yeah, so first one for me, uh, this was at the um, uh, Xbox showcase, I believe, uh, the uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. So this is a sequel to uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, which was basically Yakuza 7, uh, but they've uh, dropped the uh, numbering convention now that they've kind of split it off into uh, the uh, turn-based uh, RPGs and the uh, brawler action RPGs. Um, Infinite Wealth is the second game uh, starring Ichiban as the protagonist. Uh, it's a it's a very brief trailer. It doesn't really show us any gameplay or anything like that. Uh, it it begins with uh, Ichiban waking up on a beach. Uh, he's completely naked. Uh, it looks to be not Japan, so I, I don't know where he is. Maybe he's in the states or in Europe or something like that. Hawaii, but, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, that, the Hawaii makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so he wakes up in a beach. There's a lot of uh, white people around, um, and he's kind of uh, fish out of water. Seems like that's kind of what they might be going for there. Um, yeah, don't get much other than that. I know there was a, a little update trailer as well at Studio RGG's presentation. 
on the later that week after the after we saw this trailer uh, where I think Ichiban was talking to Kiryu, uh, Kiryu being the, the star of the other uh, earlier Yakuza games. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited for this game. Uh, I was happy to see it show up uh, and we get a, a release window of early 2024. Uh, like a Dragon was definitely one of my favorite uh, games in the last few years. Um, and I, I love what they did uh, changing the series or creating a spinoff that is turn-based. Uh, that, you, we love our turn-based RPGs here on the Thirsty Mage. Um, and taking the Yakuza franchise, which I already like and have a fondness for, and then putting the turn-based spin on it just seemed like a match made in heaven. Um, I love the idea of there being a new setting here. Uh, you know, as, as much as I love going to the familiar areas, um, Kamurocho, uh, and I, I think Yokohama or some someplace like that uh, for like a dragon. Uh, they're great environments. L- love what they do with that space. Uh, you know, I mentioned that when we recorded our uh, like a dragon and judgment podcast episodes, but this one, if they're if there's a if they're going overseas, if they're going international with this, I think that's a really cool uh, idea. Even if that's not the majority of the game, uh, I do want to I do like this idea of Ichiban being in a different setting. So uh, definitely one I'm going to be picking up. David, is this? Uh, do you remember seeing this trailer? Uh, what did what did you what were your thoughts here? Yeah, they were definitely going for the humor with uh, everyone looking at him and and him not quite knowing that he was naked right away. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but didn't really give us much. I'm not convinced it's not going to just be in the normal <laughs> Japanese neighborhoods. Like, Could very well be. Yeah. And just because with the turnaround time, like it wasn't, it was only a couple of years ago that uh, it was like 20, was it 2020 or 2021 that uh, the the last Yakuza 7 came out. So I, uh, I just don't think it'll like, I think it'll be in the same setting like it usually is just because it saves some development time and mm-hmm. costs. So, I mean, there might be a section where it's outside like i'm playing lost judgment and uh, it's it's still set within like there's a second neighborhood that they've introduced outside of camarocho uh but it it's almost indistinguishable from it because yeah, sure, it's just sure. like it's just another japanese neighborhood so i don't know i it'd be neat if it if it does do that but i'm wondering if it was mostly just like a like this is just a tease that it's coming and it's it's not necessarily reminiscent of what we're going to be experiencing. Yeah, it's hard to tell, obviously, like you sometimes do something like this just to yeah, give people the idea that this is different. It's unique. They're going somewhere else. Uh, what what leads me to believe they might have a new setting, at least for part of the game, is the Infinite Wealth uh, subtitle. Infinite Wealth you know, makes me think of like um, Land of Opportunity or you know, American Dream, something like that. You know, yeah. and if, if the game is about kind of chasing money and you know, trying to acquire all this wealth, um, maybe the way that you do that is you you go to you, you seek out a new a new place you, you you move out of Japan you seek out your you, you strike it rich somewhere else so uh, the subtitle does uh, you know give me some hope that uh, maybe uh, they're moving to a new uh, new area we'll see uh, obviously you know we're, we're probably going to get more about this game from Tokyo Game Show as well uh, I imagine there'll be a trailer or two uh, some updates before the end of the year uh, get people ready for that early 2024 release date. And obviously they'll probably want to solidify the release date uh, by the end of 2023, I think too. So yeah, like a dragon, infinite wealth. That's the first uh, memorable announcement for me. Uh, David, what's your first game you want to chat about? Uh, well, my first game was spoiled by the, uh, <laughs> yes. by the company themselves. Uh, the poor, poor uh, media relations, uh, whoever's in charge that, uh, I don't know if it was coincidence or if it was just uh, someone playing a prank or whatever, but there there was uh, media influencer jobs uh, up on 
Atlas's website um, that were available, uh, which would imply that uh, whoever screwed the pooch on this one might have lost their job. I hope not, because that would be disappointing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's Persona 3 Reload. Uh, it was so it was announced at the Xbox one because they've uh, paid some uh, some dollars to get it into their Game Pass uh, for when it comes out in early 2024, uh, along with um, Persona Tactica, I believe is in the Game Pass as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that. I it's funny, I, I got probably 80 percent through the way of Persona 3 portable and then something something new and shiny uh took over i think it was triangle or not triangle strategy um octopath traveler 2 i mm, think yes i think i was trying to finish it up but octopath traveler 2 came out and then i just like went right off the rails so i would i think i'd i'm going to just wait for this game to come out uh to to and then just play through this one because it looks really neat it looks uh, you know like a a full-blown remake for uh, sure. i know People are upset. There's a few of the different things that are not in uh, portable or in Fez, I guess, like, uh, you know, the female main character. And mm-hmm. I think there's some uh, I think there's some story content that's not there. I'm not sure. But yeah, I think they brought over some of the Fez content, but not all of it. Um, I think it is missing that epilogue, which I think is called the answer. Uh, and then the female main character people are disappointed about. Um, other than that, it does look like full blown remake. Um and it's funny, like I, I kind of had this feeling like after reviewing the third game, playing that on Switch I, and, you know, I was thinking, OK, yeah, uh, if I whatever one I play is probably going to get the remake. So, yeah. you know, playing Persona <laughs> 3. And I think we had rumors about this remake before this event as well, before before the announcement, before the, the announcement was spoiled on, on uh, social media. I, th- I think there were there were rumors. There was buzz about there being the a screenshot. Well. I remember remember mm. seeing a screenshot. Um, yes, yes. I remember that's right. Yeah. And and the um oh, what was I going to say? The with it with it being on Game Pass like that's probably where I'll end up playing it just cuz if they want to or if they try to sell this as a full price game, I don't know if I'd be inclined to uh, drop full price, so I'm kind of glad it's on the Game Pass so I can uh you know just give them my $16 and I'm sure I'll get through it in a month and I can even play on my Steam Deck. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's kind of nice via game pass so it's Do you get uh, cross progression with that like if you for, if you're moving from xbox oh yeah you know. oh no sorry uh yes I, I i do actually because i'm playing um i'm doing like the uh the cloud streaming through mm. the steam deck so it's all it's all within the, the xbox ecosystem so perfect yeah so i'll be able to you know hop back and forth when i need to and, and it's yeah. good that you can play on steam deck because this game is not coming to switch and i i think that yeah. i think that's it's surprising to me i thought this was going to be one of those ones that we would see at the direct today as just being a late announcement um that said i'd be surprised if whatever the switch successor is or maybe it just gets a late port to switch next year or something like that uh or, or comes to switch to one of those kind of things um i'd be surprised just because you know now that you you've seen uh persona 3 and 4 come onto switch um, Persona 5 Royal, uh, Persona 5 Tactica, all those games are coming to Switch. There's a huge um, fan base of Persona games on Switch and just and a huge install base, obviously. So uh, I think this game will come to Switch eventually is my prediction. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see how it does. Um, I'm not sure that I will play this game right away. I might wait and see. Um, but yeah, I Persona 3 Reload, I think is a fantastic name, actually. I think Reload is, is excellent yeah. given the uh, the use of guns as a mechanic in the game. Oh, I just remembered what I was going to... It was um, they confirmed that they removed the fatigue system 
Oh, uh, yes. System. Okay, okay, that's so that'd be lonely. You can so you can spend all day in the dungeon or all day and all yeah. night in the dungeon if you want to. Well, it reminds me of the the with Persona Five, like you had limited limited ammo in mm. the vanilla, but then in P five R, it was uh, it, it was unlimited. So and it made like such huge difference in yeah getting through like as far as you can in one night sort of thing. So mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad that they made that. Uh, decision too yeah so that sounds then, like a helpful little change you know, that doesn't yeah. really you know alter the gameplay that much uh and if again if you want to leave the dungeon you can you don't have to stay there all, yeah. all night more, more time to socialize that's right exactly yeah. um so the next one we both had on our list so we've just kind of combined our uh memorable moments here and that's the the starfield direct so at the after at the conclusion of the xbox presentation we went, we rolled right. There was no like one last announcement. They rolled right into the Starfield Direct. Um, and this was basically 42 minutes of, of gameplay and developer discussion, mostly gameplay. Um, we got a release date of and earlier than I expected, September 8th uh, uh, of this year. Uh, so really only a few months away, three months away, which is kind of crazy to think. Um, David, why don't you start here? The Starfield Direct, what, what were some of your impressions about the game? Uh, I know we were both kind of eager to see more of this game, and we certainly got our, our fill, I think. Yeah, so my initial impression of that particular Direct was it was boring as hell. Oh, yeah. And I stopped watching five minutes in. <laughs> but what I ended up doing was um, I went and watched a... It's like somebody basically took 45 minutes and, and compact compacted it into 15 mm, nice. and it was so much better yeah <laughs> like i know that like uh, it's funny because like the developers i know they probably worked really hard on the game and they i'm sure they you know i'm sure todd howard likes to get his mug up on the screen and everything yeah, but course. Hey, i just couple. did not care <laughs> like what is like just show me the game like i don't want to hear the the, the ch- chitty chat about you know we did this we did that just show me the game so i just you know i'm a pretty patient person but i could 45 minutes is just too much so uh I, I was happy to watch the uh, the condensed version, and yeah, the things that stood out to me was uh, like it was neat that you could build your own ships. Yeah, uh, yeah, was cool. I saw like a Megazord style ship built that which that was pretty funny. Um, there, there's it. It seems like there's going to be a lot of details with it. Uh, it, it really seems like it's going to be kind of like No Man's Sky, but. Mm less like it obviously there's no there isn't like the minecrafty style of like uh mining for materials and that sort of thing and it's although there is a little bit of that because you saw them bring yeah. out that laser to, to harvest some materials so a little bit of it but not maybe as extended not to the extent the i don't think yeah because yeah. it really seems like the story is the main focus of and which makes sense for bethesda game right it's mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. very story character driven so uh it'll be interesting to see uh how that plays out and how much there but uh, I'm glad it has all the like there's you know it's got combat that's at first at glance seems to be looks pretty good we'll see yeah I mean Bethesda, like, Bethesda, Bethesda combat has never been like the ultimate part of those games you know but it seems serviceable again uh, I, I liked the part where the guy picked the jetpack perk and he was like flying over and then shooting the guys when he came down into the base that seemed cool yeah um yeah I it, this does feel like fallout in space you know it does feel like fallout meets no man's sky that kind of thing uh just a, a better focus on on characters and story and kind of crafting your own story the progression seems really interesting like choosing the perks and you know, you know what, what kind of abilities you want to have um there was one scene where uh, they, they pick a perk or a trade about um you know you having parents in the colony and you go visit your parents and they're like happy to see you and i i love like that kind of thing where 
it, it does very much feel like your experience is going to be different from everybody else's. And I, I love seeing that in, in Western role playing games like like um, like Fallout, like Skyrim, where the, the way you go through it is so different from someone else's uh, someone else's experience. Um, I, I didn't see the abridged version that you did. Uh, I, I just kind of like watched this in the background uh, a couple times. So I had the Starfield Direct on twice. Uh, and I, it was on um, it was on my TV in the background while I was doing something else, and so I was just kind of picking up, you know, just trying to absorb some of the things people were saying. Uh, the developers, you know, obviously very enthusiastic about the game, but just hearing some of their their choices they were making, and you know how they would design their character, and yeah, you know, what kind of traits they would choose, and how, you know how that would you know suit their gameplay style. I love all I love hearing all of that, you know. Um, I, I don't want it to be stealth for me. I'm going to choose some things that, you know, like like a jetpack, like maybe extra firepower so I can go in guns blazing. Uh, you know, when I played Fallout or, or Skyrim, like I Skyrim, I like you know playing at a distance with magic uh, in Fallout 4. Like I'm not really using that. So I'm kind of just going in guns blazing and not stealthing around or sneaking around or anything like that. So it sounds like you can do that. Um, the you know over what over a thousand planets or something like that <laughs> very very reminiscent of of no man's sky um but it sounded like not all of those will have something interesting on them some of them will just be ones you maybe mine for a resource or something so mm. yeah i did like the uh, that there's clearly smuggling involved because there was the one clip where it showed you it was scanning your ship for contraband yeah right so <laughs> that would imply that you could have contraband so that means uh we, we can be up to no good. Uh, oh, yeah, also, if you could be a space pirate, right? You I, well, that's, that's my plan, because uh, I heard you can steal people's ships, so that'll yeah. be the first thing I'm doing is uh, hijacking some ships. Uh, I heard that you, your fleet can consist of nine ships. Is, yeah, uh, that's really cool. Yeah. So yeah, uh, none like of those ships will be legally purchased, I can tell you. That. <laughs> that's right. It's, it sounds like the space part of it is just as much a part as, of uh, as what you're doing on the planets, you know, like, whether you're, you know, flying around, you know, hijacking ships, visiting like, you know, space stations and seeing the people on there. Like, it just seems like a massive, massive game, like way, you know, outscaling something like Skyrim and all its updates and Fallout 4 and it up, its updates. It's like a combination of all these all these games put together. That, that seems that's like how big it seems. I was going to say it's almost like a combination of like Mass Effect and uh, No Man's Sky in the sense mm. of like, you know, Mass Effect had had planets where it's like, you know they have the big residential areas where you could go and like the citadel and stuff you know you yeah go right and there's lots to do there lots to talk to uh but then you're like it's not mass effect's not really like a you know oh or let's let's go explore just random planets and find yeah. story things like there was obviously there was a, little bit that. a little bit more maybe in the first game than that than the second yeah game. exactly and you're not like just flying randomly and he's no. looking for stuff so it'll be uh it looks like it's gonna be fun uh so it look, seems to be, again, taking, it seems to be taking like the best elements of some of these games and putting them into one. Like they obviously yeah. the game has been development in development forever, you know. And well, yeah, I was going to say the big question is, is whether it's in workable, uh, you know, it's playable at, mm-hmm. at launch because the Bethesda games are notorious for coming in half broke you know yeah and, and you know what i think that as much as uh, having some had some time to ruminate on it ruminate on it a little bit i think the, the decision to cap it at 30 frames per second is probably smart because you you could spend so much time trying to achieve 60 in a locked 60 and then other things are going to suffer for that right or you are gonna have to delay yeah. the game again or something so maybe it was a smart decision given how much is going on under the hood in this game how much there is to see and do 
locking it at 30 probably makes sense. You know, some people are not going to be, I know already some people are not happy about, uh, about that part of it. You know, if I have a series X or a supercomputer, why can't I get 60? But um, it's probably going to end up being smart for just the other, you know, cavalcade of treasure, treasure trove of bugs that Bethesda games have historically launched with. If this one can minimize those, it, it, it might be their greatest game ever. Right. Which is obviously a, a major feat. Well, I read the PC versions will won't have the 30 FPS cap. It's only the Xbox version. Ah, interesting. Okay, good. Yeah, to know. yeah. So and I think that's because of uh, the S. Hmm, like right. it has to sure. play on the S and the X. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we we knew that was going to kind of hamstring is uh, maybe overly negative, but it is it is something that is impacting their decision making, right? So mm-hmm. uh, and you know, I, and again, I want people who have an S to be able to play this game. Uh, the the I was going to mention just quickly before we move on from Starfield, the 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 new S that they uh, announced kind of at the end of the the show, the black one that looks pretty snazzy, uh, but mm-hmm. also the Starfield uh, controller and headset look cool, too. Like the, the Starfield controller, Xbox controller actually looks like the UI kind of mapped onto the controller. Like, yeah. so I, I don't know if you saw that, but it just looks pretty neat. Like I I like that idea of kind of, you know, the controller is mimicking what the game looks like. I think that that's a that's a cool way to go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, moving on, David, you've got, uh, for your next one, you've got, uh, metaphor refantasio, I think is how you pronounce yeah. it, uh, <laughs> to think about that one for a, a quick second, you know, I but... really think this is was this specifically because they wanted to make sure people knew that this was project refantasy. So right. they had yes, to like yes. come up with this weird name. That makes sense. Um, which, and it's funny, like they showed, I think it was like a two and a half trailer, two and a half minute trailer. So we didn't get a whole lot of information, mm-hmm. uh, but to me, it looks like a Shimagama Tensei. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, more like than Persona. Looks, yeah, yeah, it almost looks like the you know the 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 director of Persona is like, well, I want to make an SMT game, and but not like a numbered SMT game, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then all the characters look like the main characters from Persona games. So yeah. like you know, you got the blue haired character, you got yeah. the white haired character that, and they're all like the same colors too, right? Like mm-hmm. the blue, the yellow, and the red. Uh, the only difference being the 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 Persona 5 character looks more like um oh I can't think of her name now for it's blanking on me. The 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 one the Phantom Thief they added in Royal. Uh, oh uh blanking on Kasumi, her. Kasumi, Kasumi? Yeah, look yeah, so it looks like Kasumi with like the red hair, yeah. like an elf yeah. character with red hair, but it's like sure. like yeah, it's clear clear where the inspiration for the three characters comes from, I guess. But even the perspective, like kind of behind the shoulder-ish, reminds me a lot of Persona uh Shimigami Tensei 5 as well on Switch. Like yeah. I, it's it seems to be like this combination of the ui stuff from persona and maybe some of the combat stuff but meets like the presentation or the the perspective of of smt5 yeah it just seems like some kind of mix and then the story is very like smt like with this like you know is this real and Mm -hmm. look at all this crazy stuff and then all like the weird demons and stuff like it's I, I, already, like I didn't get the sense like that there's a part of this game that is in like reality, like the Persona games are. This seems like all like the demon world, <laughs> you know, you know, like yeah. they, it's like you're all it's like you're going into like um, 
uh, the, the the combat side, the exploration side, but that's the whole game. And I guess, I guess the thing in that is more SMT five even too. Yeah. Well, even SMT five didn't. It was uh, there was like a real world. Like, yeah, you're you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe it, you just you spent less time in it. It felt like compared to like personal. Oh yeah, you're almost, barely in it. It, it was yeah, yeah exactly. It was like just for story beats here and there, really. Yeah, right. And then you didn't you didn't even walk around the real world. You just like clicked on a map, like go here. Exactly. Go here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I think I, I'm interested in this game for sure. Uh, I think it has the same uh, music producer um, creator as the Persona games as well. Uh, yeah, it's for... so many. It's like basically they took all the top brass and just moved them over to this game. So mm-hmm. it's it, it'll be it, it's funny because it makes you wonder. It's like, OK, well, what's Persona? Persona 6 might feel completely different from yeah. previous Personas because maybe they're like it's an infusion of youth or something, you know, in the. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think this is going to delay Persona 6? Because it seems like it has a lot of the people working on who would be working on the game working on this one. Well, that's my guess. But I just know that Hashino said he wasn't making another Persona. So clearly there's another team working on it. But you just it makes you wonder, like, or did did they take all these people that have been around? Because they they did three, four and five. So you're thinking like, OK, they've been around for a while. Maybe they were done. Yeah. And maybe Atlas wanted a fresh perspective on the series. So maybe it doesn't like maybe they Mm. just took a bunch of people and said, here's a brand new teamwork on this game. Yeah, I guess it just depends. Like Atlas games seem like they take forever just in general. Like look at S&P five took what, like six, seven years or something. But look at all the stuff they've got coming out here, right? Like they had the Etrian Odyssey collection, which we talked about in a recent episode. They've got uh, Persona 5 Tactica reload. You've got, Mm. uh, this game we're talking about now, a, a theoretical Persona 6, you know, maybe getting announced next year or, or potentially even at Tokyo Game Show. Like they're kind of firing on all cylinders. And it, it's starting to remind me a little bit of their output on 3DS, right? Remember how many games yeah. they were putting out on 3DS? It, maybe they've hit that point in the development cycle or the console generation where they're just like all their stuff is starting to come out now, you know, and so we're going to see two or three or four major Atlas games every year now, which would be awesome. You know, I want yeah, to see more Atlas games. It's great. Won't, you know? won't hurt my feelings if that's the case. That'd be good. And what, what could also be helping them is that some of these are remasters and remakes, right? Where yeah. you're maybe not having to come up with this completely new idea. You're just taking something and trying to make it redo it in a different style or something. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about this game. Uh, I was going to mention, I wanted to shout out the composer Shoji Maguro. He is working on this game uh, just because the Persona games, the, the music is so damn good. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> you know, at the very least, however, this game turns out, the music will probably be incredible. So, um, yeah, Metaphor Refantasio uh, 2024. We don't have a, a solid release date other than the year. So we'll see. This could very well. It makes me think of like um, a fall type game. Just looking at it, this is probably not a summer game. You know, the the maybe horror or dark theming of the game makes me think uh, probably second half of next year. So uh, we'll, we'll see about that. Yep. Um. Yeah, so moving on uh, to a couple of the direct uh, announcements uh, that we had this morning. Um, Super Mario RPG, the first one I want to talk about, blew blew my socks off. I could not believe we were getting this game. We heard uh, talk about a Super Nintendo remake or remaster coming out or being announced at the direct. uh, And this this turned out to be it. Uh, November 17th of this year. So it's, it's, you know, right around that that Black Friday period. Fantastic. Um, I, I can't believe how good it looks. It's exactly what I want. It is um, it's so faithful to the original game. Um, the character designs, especially, they look exactly like I remember them from Super Nintendo, but brought it, brought into HD. It feels 
more like it's straddling that ro- that line between remaster and remake because I don't see a lot that's different other than the visual style. Like even even from Mario, Mario's jumping, the, the the voices, all the all the characters that I'm seeing, the world, it all feels so reminiscent of the original game. Um, they've added some kind of percentage meter to the combat system. I don't know what that's going to be, but I'm I'm really eager to find out. I just can't believe in in the year of our Lord 2023, we've got a game with Gino, Mallow, you know. <laughs> Bowser and Princess are on your team. We're going to see Booster, uh, just all these awesome characters from this game. Uh, I'm 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 over the moon about this. I can't believe it's real. I can't believe it's coming this soon. Um, like, like this feels what do like. Do you think worked on the? Do you think it was Nintendo or Square? It's a really good question. Uh, and I I we are gonna. I, I want to know. I, I want to know that too. I don't yeah. know who the developer is on this. Um, it could very well be a co- another collaboration, and that's probably why it took so long. For this game to come out, you know, like people have been clamoring for this for years or a direct sequel or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, th- I just think that Nintendo and Square obviously had to a lot of discussions had to happen before this ever came to fruition. So um, whoever ended up taking point on it, uh, given the fact that it's not doesn't seem like a full full remake. Um, it, it, it might not be one of like the, the major studios working on it. It could just be they could have uh, offshoot it to somebody with with direction. But yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, because it, it it's not quite Link's Awakening, but it's kind of has it's in that, that vein similar for sure. yeah. look to it. Like the you know, it's funny. A lot of uh, the games in the direct they all had that kind of same design to them. Like even like for the sure, Indies, it was kind of funny to see. And and it, it makes sense, right? Because you're not trying to push graphical boundaries anymore at the end of the Switch lifespan. Like you're just trying to yeah. you know kind of. To, to, what they've been doing to success actually for the, for the whole generation, the whole switch generation is taking these games and finding an art style that works for them. That looks modern, but feels, feels like what you remember, right? Um, the next game we're going to talk about, uh, it does, does the same kind of thing, but yeah, I can't believe this is, this is happening. I'm so excited about it. This is a day one game for me, for sure. I, I definitely want to do an episode on this game, uh, compare it to the original one, but I, I, I didn't, if they were going to remake, you know, Chrono Trigger, Super Mario RPG games like this, I, d- I didn't want like a top to bottom remake. I, I, I feel like you're going to lose something. You're going to lose like what made those games special. Like there's just that risk. This game doesn't seem to be taking those major gameplay risks. It, it just looks and feels so much like the original. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what else to say. I'm, I'm blown away. <laughs> I'm, I'm so thrilled about this. Uh, I'm definitely one of those huge fanboys of this game. Uh, it's a seminal game for me. And, uh, the fact that I'm going to be replaying it again uh, in November is just just awesome. Uh, it's just it's just you know a, a total surprise. This hit it out of the park for me. It made the made the direct for me. So yeah, very very excited about this one. Yeah, I'm I'm going to play it, but I, I don't like I didn't play it back in the day, so I don't have really any nostalgia yeah uh, towards it. So. This is um, one of those games where the Super Nintendo one, I had the player's guide. And I, I just read it until it fell apart in my hands. You know, like <laughs> it was a great player's guide. Great. Scotch artwork on it. The pages back to go. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I Gosh, I wish I still had it. If I if I ever saw it in a used video game store, I'd pick it up instantly. Just a great, a great player's guide. Disintegrated spine. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Very, very well loved for sure. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm looking at the trailer again now. Like, I mean, it looks like they've done that thing where with a pixel remaster, like they added those spell effects just to make you make everything kind of pop. So yeah. it, it's got that sense of like taking things you see during combat and gameplay to make them look like they're from 2023, but also just maintaining those kind of character designs from the Super Nintendo days that everyone just kind of fell in love with. 
It seems like it was specifically designed for the OLED. Oh yeah, yeah. Like when you I, look at like the color, the way the colors are together are together and bright and vibrant and kind of like the roundish angles and stuff. It mm-hmm. all seems very specifically designed for like to look the best it can on an OLED. Yeah, switch, yeah. you know. That makes a ton of sense. And they're selling so many OLEDs now compared compared to the original or even the the light uh, that uh, that kind of makes a lot of sense. They're probably, you know, Again, maybe next year we're going to be getting another switch. Uh, the OLED's probably the one that you know they're going to be selling up until that point, and maybe even after. I guess they'll see people willing to get an OLED if they drop the price. But yeah, yeah, Super RPG remake, remaster, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. Let's go. I'm I'm super stoked. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> uh, I'll 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 go next as well because you you did two in a row before that. Um, so another game from the Nintendo Direct today, uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Uh, the, uh, the title, the subtitle is funny to me. I'm just happy it doesn't have the word new or deluxe or plus or some other trash like that in it. You know, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're kind of sick of the, the new monikers for the game. So to move away from that is, is fantastic. Um, this was, this was another, I, I expected a 2d Mario. I didn't know what we were going to get. I, I kind of didn't have anything in my mind about how it was going to look. This is truthfully what I'm really happy we ended up with. It, it feels very much like, uh, kind of claymation meets like Yoshi's Island. Um, it, it's got this very kind of artsy, kind of charming, colorful world to it, um, but, but very much kind of still looks and feels like Mario. Um, it, it's just unique. Like, I, I love all the kind of like the sound effects and uh, just seeing all the, the characters kind of smiling. There's this happy little flower that keeps talking to you for some reason. Reminds me a little bit of Super Mario World in the boxes and things like that for giving for giving hints. But um, you so you're watching the first half of this trailer. It just looks like Mario. And then about halfway through... Uh, Mario picks up this blue flower and everything just goes topsy turvy. Like he's in some drug induced state. Like it, things are just like shooting water and, and, you know, changing shapes and, and curving. And then there's new things. There's these new purple, like uh, look like hearts or clovers to pick up. This it just seems like Mario on acid. And I'm kind of here for it. Like <laughs> it's this, yeah. this crazy combination of, of things, but, but ultimately still looks and, uh, probably feels like Mario, so I, I'm I'm excited about this one. Yeah, I I don't think I'll be picking it up just because uh, I haven't played a 2D Mario in a while, <laughs> yeah. and I mean it looks neat and stuff. But my I guess my preferred like in of the the last you know decade of Mario's the the one I've loved the most is 3D World. Mm, so yeah. if there's like another yeah. 3D World that that comes around, I'll pick that up. But yeah. They're, it's hard, hard to top that one for me. There, it seems like they're obviously saving the next 3D game for the new Switch, right? Like that—that yeah. that, that seems kind of painfully obvious that now that you know it's the been, launch title. Yeah, like the, it's, it's been not going to be Zelda, years. obviously. So no, exactly. There's no more yeah. Zelda, so it'll be the, the launch game will be a Mario Kart and probably a new a new 3D Mario. Um, yeah. But I think in terms of like kind of capitalizing on the success of the movie, you had to have a 2D Mario kind of ready to pair with it. Um, they, they've maintained yeah. the, the they've maintained the local co-op. Uh, they've maintained like the music sounds great too. There are uh, kind of new variations on the Mario themes and uh, n- new characters are popping up. There's this elephant power up at the end of the trailer, which just seems bizarre to me, but but also <laughs> kind of in keeping with the the animal themes they, they've been doing lately, yeah. you know, like the squirrel and stuff like that. So um, this is November, the, right? Cat Mario. It's, it's October, October 20th. October, so yeah, what, it's not yeah. even that far away. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited to see how this turns out. Um, it seems like it's got a little bit more humor to it as opposed to seriousness. And I guess that that's a, maybe an interesting direction as well. Like it's not yeah. it's not so it's not Bowser looming over everybody. Oh, you know, big bad guy. Let's go stop him. It seems like 
more just to kind of exploring this fantasy world, this new this new place. So uh, I'm de- I'm definitely here for this one as well. I, I was expecting uh, a new Mario. Uh, didn't know what it was going to look like, but I, I am pleasantly surprised by the the art still here. As a big fan of things like Yoshi's Island on Super Nintendo, um, the, the Super Nintendo renaissance that's happening. I mean, we got Star <laughs> Ocean 2, Star, Star Ocean, another game that kind of started life on Super Famicom. Um, going back to the Super Nintendo well and bringing those games and those, um, I guess, sensibilities forward. I, I I will never tire of that. Like I, if there's more of that down the pipe, uh, you know, please just just keep it coming. This is this is all good for me. So mm-hmm. yeah, Super Mario Wonder, uh, October twentieth of this year. Uh, so pretty good month for Super Mario fans. You know, back to back within thirty days of each other. Wonder and then RPG. Uh, pretty good one two holiday punch, I think, for Nintendo. Um, I think they were trying to move fifteen uh, fifteen million consoles during the fiscal year this year which is pretty you know, obviously very sizable given you know we're in the switches what sixth or seventh year here uh yeah. and with these two games i think they'll probably get there honestly so yeah yeah very happy about these um but our i think our last one uh another combo for us uh where we both obviously had to talk about this game and i alluded to it uh in the intro but that's uh final fantasy 7 rebirth uh got a launch window of early 2024 for this one as well uh, David, take it away. What do you think of Rebirth? Yeah. This was by far and away the 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 biggest one for me. Uh, I I figured they would show they were going to show a trailer, but I didn't think they were going to show as much gameplay or as much like I thought it would kind of be more of like a cinematic, like five minutes of just kind of overview sort of thing. But mm-hmm. I feel like we got a whole lot more details than I was ever expecting. Like, yeah, yeah. Y- you see them walking in the world, like the open world, it just blew my mind. I'm like, holy crap. It's like, it's just full on, you know, walking through and, and just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, even Aerith <laughs> pointing out like, look how gorgeous it is. Yeah, yeah, funny. <laughs> that was funny. Um, the, the Red 13's a playable character this time, which mm. is neat. Uh, Yuffie's gonna be a pl- is like a playable character in the game. Yeah. I w- d- wasn't e- expecting that really. Like I know we had intermission, but I almost thought it was just kind of separate. So it's neat that she's now like part of the story now, or going to be somehow. The story just seems like bonkers. Yeah, who knows uh, what it's gonna be? Like no idea what's going on. Like the, the death scenes of them at the beginning. It's and and then notably Cloud wasn't among them. So it's like okay, there's obviously must be some kind of multiversal thing going on because it's like they wouldn't i was thinking like is it like some kind of shinra propaganda and it's like well who would know who they are anyway like why would like to show them dead doesn't mean anything to anybody so that doesn't seem likely and then uh we didn't see zach which i'm sure is going to have some kind of implications in this like i'm almost wondering if there's like going to be like a parallel world thing where like zach was the one that lived and cloud died in this Mm. one and, and then like you're seeing how things would have played out or something based on that or something. But, and then there's, they're like twisting things around with um, insinuating that Tifa had died and, and there was somebody new, which I still think yep. is a red herring. <laughs> I know, I know. And they're, they're saying they were, conv- they were, people are trying to convince like the, Oh, in the Japanese, one of the trailer, he's clearly says Tifa. And it's like, that may be the case, but I still don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> like, but uh, I'm fairly certain there's going to be, and I think we talked about it. And I'm, and it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's nothing. Rev, uh, uh, it's an obvious thing where I think it's like there'll be a there'll be a moment in the game where, it, you know, 
you think it's going to go one way, it goes another, and the mm-hmm. entire story is just completely different. And yeah. I think it'll be early in the game too. Like I think most of this game is probably going to be new content or a new direction for the story that completely goes off the rails from the original. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we they kind of alluded to to that in the first game where you know you had the I can't remember what they're called the ghosts that were like trying to keep the the story the same for the entirety of the game and things mm-hmm. kept changing. I think. Now that they're died, I think they're we're just going to see a completely new new uh, interpretation of the game, which uh, I, I'm here for. It looks looks fantastic. Like the the uh, combination moves and stuff. Looks I was just watching the trailer again. Yeah, seeing these combination attacks where the two characters yeah. kind of pairing up to do like what looks like a limit break. Like that's that's obviously a new mechanic, and it just looks awesome. Like I can't I can't wait to try all those out. Red 13 looks so fun in combat. They're so yeah. fast. You're just kind of warping around, slashing around. So that's going to be cool. These new bosses that I don't really recognize, like this crystal golem and stuff like that. Like, yeah, this game could be completely different from what we expect from the post Midgar section of the game. But yeah, I think there's no, you know, getting around the fact that the most striking element of the game is how it looks. It is so incredibly gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and it seems like they're, they, they the first game or the first part uh, remake already looked so good. Like they've, they've clearly even enhanced this one further. Like it, rebirth and a, another great kind of re uh, subtitle, right? Re, re uh, word subtitle. Um, this is I, PS5 exclusive too, right? They, that's what they, I was going to say. Like, is it there's no way not, this is running on PS4. Is it because they're not held back by having to develop for PS4? Is that yeah. the reason why this game looks so good? And I think so that, 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 you know, if, if that's the case, like, totally worth it you know like there's <laughs> yes. enough people that have ps5s now i think and uh yeah. ps5s are pretty readily available if you if you if you want to get one obviously still uh expensive but they're they're out there in the wild now um, well i heard uh like fun fantasy 16 has really driven a uh a big sales like there's a huge amount of sales of ps5s now just because now that final fantasy 16 is t- releasing tomorrow as of this recording yeah yeah so you know, yeah, I, I think I mean, it'll be the same. That's one of the the big kind of third party um, exclusives coming to PlayStation that was going to move units, right? Reminiscent of like when uh, Final Fantasy VII, uh, the original game, came to PlayStation, and that that was a system seller for them, obviously, right? It's the same yeah. kind of thing here. You're getting the first exclusive Final Fantasy to come to your ty- to to come to your platform. Exclusive, just PS5. I mean, um, that that was obviously going to be a system seller for them. So. Yeah, now now that now that PS5s are on the shelf, like th- this game is going to move consoles as well. Gosh, it just, it just looks so good. I'm watching the the Chocobo scene here. Um, <laughs> they, they're they're doing no cat Sith. No, not yet, not yet, not just yet. No, I mean Sid. That's the thing. Like, I they have to save characters for the third game too, right? The third part. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. and the fact that you know we didn't bring this up, but two discs. Like, come on, you, you don't <laughs> need to say anything else. Like, I think they were tweeting that on social media. Just two discs. That's all well, you have I to say. It's... It's funny that people are making fun of it, and it's like, why is it? Why is that funny? That's amazing. That it's there's awesome. so much it's, content that it can't fit on one disc. Like, it's so good. Like, I mean, we may have we may have complained about that back in the day. Like, oh, I have to put in four discs, but now it's like we're so used to one disc again that to get two, it's like we know there's like you know there's more content, there's more you know graphical fidelity, there's something that is requiring this second disc, maybe an installation disc. I don't know if it's going to be one. Well, yet. I was going to say, it's, true, not, right? it's not but... going to be like, a, oh, well, insert disc two. It's like, no, no it's it's they're just installation disc. I yeah. almost think um, Cyberpunk was the same way. 
I think I'm it, almost certain there was two right discs. about that. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah. but I guess I guess because there there wasn't an original Cyberpunk that had three or four discs to it, so there's yes, that that yeah. call, so that no call back no to the original did. game, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny, the Cyberpunk had two discs and still ran like crap, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they figured out the whole two disc thing by now. But yeah, I mean, yeah, what can you say? Rebirth was an just an awesome way to end Summer Games Fest. Uh, highlight of that show for me as well. That so this was this was the the final trailer in Jeff Keighley's presentation. Uh, and it was funny that this wasn't attached to Sony's showcase. Obviously, you know, there must have been some some big deal with Keighley to get this game uh, as kind of the anchor for Summer Games Fest uh, that that uh, two hour show or whatever it was, however long. But yeah, um, maybe awesome, he traded awesome uh, game of the year to, for Final Fantasy 16. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that, that, that's it's in the bag now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be up for nomination for every category of games. Uh, <laughs> yeah. game, game awards at the end of this year. So just just wait and stay tuned for that. But yeah, pr- pretty good. I think pr- just kind of the sum of all these announcements and shows like pretty, pretty darn solid. I think you know, pretty good rep- replacement for E3. I think like I feel like, again, everybody kind of got something that they were interested in, I'm sure. Uh, lots of RPGs, lots of lots of interesting games, new games, uh, updates on things we knew about. Um, but yeah, how how are you feeling about the the rest of this year and early twenty twenty four, David? Uh, there's certainly going to be no shortage of games to play, uh, so <laughs> I won't have to uh, think too hard about what to play. I'll probably be playing. Man, it'll just be constant. Like yeah, we get Final Fantasy sixteen now, which will be at least a month i'm sure and then mm-hmm. i got trails to trails into reverie coming in july so there's my july game uh then we got starfield in september and uh, we got uh, super mario rpg in november like there's it's just and, and that's on top of all the games like uh, we were just uh, talking before the show that uh, playstation plus has this wild uh celebration going on where like mm. half of the square enix catalog seems to be in the playstation plus uh essentials package now where you can play like all their games all these old games for free like all the tokyo rpg games yeah uh, all the kingdom hearts are in there uh all the like dragon quest monsters dragon quest builders uh all the uh what do you call them life is strange like it's in- incredible how much is in there mm. uh so th- yeah there's there's more games than I have hours in my life left. So who needs who needs announcements when you've got all these collections of old games coming to uh, <laughs> yeah. our subscription services? Like it's just it's just killer. But yeah, yeah and I think, gosh, we're still working for it. We're looking through working on games like Tears of the Kingdom, Diablo 4, uh, you know, X number of RPGs. Uh, but yeah, uh, our plan next week, just to keep everybody in the loop, uh, hopefully a Diablo 4 episode. I know we've kind of promised that and been waiting to uh, I personally have been waiting to get through the story. I was kind of doing a lot of the <laughs> side content and uh, just leveling up my character and uh, exploring as much as I could. Uh, but now, yeah, getting ready to finish the game. So hopefully, Casey and I will be recording a D4 episode next week. That's our plan. So stay tuned for that. Um, I imagine we'll have some Final Fantasy 16 uh, impressions coming up soon. Is Paige mm-hmm. getting the game as well, David? Did did she say yeah. that? Yeah. Well, she's okay. got the five hundred dollars statue. Oh my gosh! I, wh- how, how, why did I not just assume that right off the bat? That there's a, <laughs> there, if there's an expensive statue that looks gorgeous, yeah. Paige is going to pre-order it. 
Yeah, but but it was funny because she pre-ordered it before she played the demo. Oh, you haven't you haven't played the demo, have you? No, I haven't played the demo. Oh, yet. I can't spoil because yeah, there's no, something, anything, there's something related to the statue in the yeah. demo, and yeah. and yeah. so I'm not gonna say. I still need to do that. I, reviews yeah. came out today for the game. They look very very stellar. Uh, they, yep. Yeah, eight, uh, eight, the highest eight, rated uh, yeah. Final Fantasy I think ever. Yeah, that that's that and that's that's something given you've had 16 of them, right? So yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll wrap up here. Thanks everybody for listening to our uh, impressions of the uh, the not E three weeks here. The the Nintendo Direct, PlayStation uh, Showcase, Summer Games Fest, Xbox, all all those different presentations and uh, some of our favorite announcements and moments from them. Uh, if you haven't already, we have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash the thirsty mage. Uh, you can reach out to David directly with emails, uh, questions for him, uh, topics you want to hear on the show uh, by email, david at the thirsty mage.com. Um, we also have uh, a Spotify. Uh, we are on Spotify. You know, if you if you are on Spotify already, you can find our podcast, you know, leave it a rating there, add it to your favorite list. However, Spotify works with podcasts. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but yeah, we're on there uh, or any other podcast device. You know, we'd love your your feedback there. Uh, always uh, helps people find the podcast. So thank you for that. Uh, I hope everybody has a great rest of your day, rest of your evening, and we will talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye.